This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, it is Thursday morning and by now you know what that means. That means we bring on Jonathan Twomley and we're going to start with new unemployment claims. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. So, you know, we're going to talk about the numbers. We've been doing this for seemingly a year now. Uh, but let's also bring up a new concept for this initial talk. And that is this notion of seasonally adjusted because I think it's, it's hiding pain. I mean, I think the numbers are horrible, but when you really look at actuals, it's even worse. So uh, what'd you see this morning? Yeah, so the new unemployment numbers came out this morning. Um, they were slightly lower than expectations uh, at 900,000 versus 925, well, which was expected. And actually the prior week's claims were, um, the, the prior week's claims were actually revised downwards. So it got a little bit better for the prior week as well. Uh, it had been like 965 or something was revised downward to 926. Uh, so slightly better than expectations. However, not good at all because we're up above 900,000 now for two weeks in a row. And um, clearly this is the, the fallout from increased lockdowns, COVID spreading. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure uh, with the pandemic unemployment insurance running out for millions of people, uh, there has to be some kind of economic effect to that yeah. as well, where people are spending less money. So uh, real, so real quick, before we go to the seasonally adjusted, yep. the, the number that scared me the most, and lots of these unemployment numbers scare me. Uh, yep. So so just in January, this is amazing to me, just in January, I have it written down, hotels, bars, restaurants, and casinos lost 498,000 jobs in January. And you, you and I both know they lost millions yeah. already right so i i couldn't believe there's another five hundred thousand to lose it's pretty pretty frightening yeah do you have any data on where they are or no that's that was just national that was yeah. national summary but yeah it's yeah. it's, it's i mean i wonder i wonder if some of that was you know people who had actually been hired or kept on in the expectation that with cold weather there Maybe. would be some travel to warm weather states and then it didn't happen i mean I don't, i'm just speculating who knows um, but I, I can't imagine that, you know, or, or I'm sure that there were some that were just holding out and they've just they've held out as long as I could and they've given up. Yeah. Uh, so pretty bad, um, pretty bad. But right. So let's let's uh, dig into um, what these uh, seasonally adjusted versus non seasonally adjusted numbers are. So mm -hmm. when the Bureau of Labor Statistics puts out these reports, uh, every week for new claims and every month for monthly unemployment, they make an adjustment to the actual numbers uh, for seasonal reasons, because what they're trying to do is smooth out the noise that is from, uh, and try to normalize it so that you can compare month to month and doesn't have these like wild swings that are caused by temporary factors, right? So for instance, in, you know, in, in, Jan like December, you get a lot of Christmas hiring. And then December, all those people lose their job. Sorry, January, all those people lose their jobs. Uh, and 
they, you know, they try, try to want to take those kind of one-time factors out to get a better reading of what the economy really looks like. And, and those kinds of seasonal factors tend to skew things. Another one is like what happens with, um, well, actually, I guess farm, farm employment is not included. I was going to say that, uh, you know, seasonal hiring of migrant workers to pick yeah. vegetables, but those workers are actually not counted at all. Anyway, this is non-farm labor. So, um, <clears throat> but there are other seasonal things, probably summer resort hiring. Yeah, exactly. Summer example. resort, uh, entertainment, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the kids right. getting Great America or Disneyland hiring, those kinds of things. Right. And so summer, all those, all those high school and college kids getting jobs during the summer, like that's something that mm -hmm. is taken out of the data. Uh, it's, or teachers get teachers losing. Actually, I, it's funny. My, my mom is a teacher, so I, she, she never did this. I never re realized that this could be done, but apparently I guess there are some teachers who file for unemployment in the summertime because they're not getting paid during the summertime. So huh. I um, didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know. Go that figure. Either, but, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so there's, there are uh, things like that. So anyhow, um, the uh, so the reason I want to talk about this right now is because the number for uh, last week for non seasonally so so the, the the issue is so we're talking about so they, they 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 massage the numbers or they adjust the numbers to try to smooth out these one time events from the data and make it easier to like sort of comp see what the trend really is right for for unemployment the problem with this is is it's kind of like uh, it masks the actual pain. Right, so when you're talking about the impact of people losing their jobs or how many people have lost their jobs, it 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 kind of like I don't want to say whitewash. It's not trying to hide it, but it it just masks it if you're not looking at the data, right? So because if you're looking at like what pain is out there in terms of how many people filed for new claims, then uh, it, it kind of takes that the that big hit out. So it's sort of like the difference between you know you business owners will relate to this like whether you're on a cash accounting basis or an accrual accounting basis. Because like if you're on an accrual accounting basis, you get all sorts of profit and expense attributed to you that, and you're smoothing the data out over, you know, might not actually pay the bill this month, but you're gonna act as if you did for your accounting because it's a bill that comes every month, things like that. And so you can wind up on an accrual basis with a profit where, and you've got no cash in your pocket, right? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and this is kind of, a loose analogy to what's going on with these these numbers. So, for last week, for instance, ending January 9th, uh, you, we had a seasonally adjusted number of nine hundred twenty-six thousand new claims, but the un, the not the unadjusted number is one point one million. Right. Oh. So there are almost two hundred thousand additional claims for people who actually. So the, the number of people who actually filed for unemployment insurance for the first time was one point one million. The, the Bureau of Labor Statistics decided that, well, you know, about 200,000 of those people were not going to count because there's some unusual seasonal factor that's yeah. the reason for them. And, and that normally doesn't apply. So we want to normalize the data, right? And so, and again, in the most recent week, January 16th, the week that's being reported now, there were 960,000 actual claims. Mm -hmm. as opposed to 900 adjusted claims. So the pain, the actual pain is worse than what the numbers show. And this is not, you know, for all you like government haters out there, this is not 
the government trying to pull the wool over your eyes because they're reporting the data. I mean, here's right. the data, you can see it. It's just that for whatever reason, economists have this idea that they have to normalize these numbers to try to understand what's really going on. But again, just like as Michael and I have frequently talked about with the U3 versus U6 unemployment numbers, the data is all there, right? You can, it's, we just got to go look for it. It's all yeah. published. Uh, but the, but what tends to get reported is the adjusted number, that U3 number, the, the seasonally adjusted claims number. Um, and so it's important to look at, at both to see what's really, yeah. what's really going on. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that's interesting, again, right, as, as someone who studied economics has an economic degree, um, I understand why they do the seasonally adjusted. And frankly, in a normal business cycle, it makes total logical sense. Right. Right. However, Absolutely. we are in a once in a lifetime event, and seasonally adjusted doesn't mean anything. We lost two two million people, over two million people, filed for unemployment claims in the last two weeks combined. That's a fact. 1.1960. It's over 2 million. We are not getting better. This, this I, I've actually want to, I'm going to call it right here. Uh, we've actually starting to set a new, new plateau, right? We had plateaued around 800,000 for like six weeks in a row, maybe seven. And now we just took a leg up and, yeah. you know, uh, that's why this next stimulus that's, that's coming out or being talked about right now with the new administration, like, I think actually has a good chance. Uh, I'm not calling it a good thing. I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, it, it is, I have no votes, right? I'm not one of the congressmen or, or house representatives that gets to vote on this. I think it's going to happen. I think there's enough. I think, I think it's like the whites of their eyes, right? It's close enough to see now that it, there's a lot of pain out well, there. And speaking of that, so here's another important number that people need to be aware of. So if you want to look at continuing claims, which is, so we, the, the new claims number is the number that gets reported every, every week that gets focused on because it's sort of like an instant snapshot of mm -hmm. what's going on with the economy. The, the continuing claims are important to look at because that's telling you the number of people who are unable to find work uh, on, a, on, a, on an ongoing basis. So not new claims, it's all the, the previous claims of people who are still unemployed. And where we are, I'll just give you the number for uh, this time last year, there were uh, 200, so 2,245,000, or basically 246,000. So 2,246,000 people were unemployed okay. and were, were getting benefits uh, at this time last year. And of course, there was no pandemic on insurance. Uh, insurance, there was all, all these extra programs didn't exist. So there were a couple of other, like there's some federal, like federal employee programs. The numbers are negligible, but basically let's just call it about 250,000 people, sorry, 2.25 2. 2. 2. million people were unemployed. That number is more than double just on the regular insurance claims right now. So right, right now, that number is 5.7 million people who are getting the state benefits, right? Now, when you add up everybody getting all the different programs out there, it is currently just shy of 16 million, right? Just a hair shy, about 6,000 people shy of 16 million. However, and here's why I think you're right, Michael, that Congress is probably going to act. Last week, the last reported week, which was the end of the year, that number was 18.5 million. Oh my so God. 2.5 million people lost their, just ran out of these additional programs. Uh, 
at the end, you know, between the, the last week of December and the, f the first week of January. And what I, what we'll see, I'm sure, in the next reporting cycle is that number continuing to come down because, the, you know, well, actually, we, we did get that stimulus bill passed at the very end of the year, the small one, right? So Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that, 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 so let me just add this up because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, but I think this is what happens. Normal unemployment is, call it 26 week, it's six months. Yeah. Then there was an emergency relief act done. And I think it was March. I think that's when the CARES Act right. came. That was an extra yep. 13 weeks. So now let's just round it up to nine months. Yeah. Then I think what happened is then that little bill that went pat, little bill, 900 billion, little bill. God, I'm yeah. so warped. I think that added four weeks. Mm. I think it was only four weeks. So we're like yeah. 10 months. So that means people are going to start to roll off right, whatever. right about now. Yeah. Oh my God. So and if you think about it, so if if it got extended, yeah, basically you're right. It's sort of start, if it started, it, assuming that they were st that they started in March, right? Yeah, of course. But they so, but they're going to be you're going to see a lot of people rolling off unless that isn't extended. So, um, and, and then you know we've got the additional issue of like not just the unemployment, but how much the unemployment is be, is paying out. Mm -hmm. I think Biden's new package is not 600 a week, which they had, but it's 400. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is still quite generous. Um, yeah, I, I think it's certainly... it, it, it's it's going to get passed. They are going to pass the bill. It will again. I think one of the things that happened. I think we talked about this a week ago. I think Biden has a pretty strong hand to get his first thing done. Hmm. And I think that's I mean, this. the Republicans are already balking at the size of the package, right? That even sure. before the inauguration, during some of the confirmation hearings for his cabinet appointment appointees. Uh, there, there was starting to be some pushback on the size of this package. Um, I think Biden really wants a bipartisan package. He I does. think it's part of it's part of his whole. If you if you watched his acceptance speech the other day, I mean the whole theme was, you know, unity. So I think he really wants to have this be a bipartisan mm -hmm. effort. However, uh, he's not. He doesn't have to rely on that because. This will go through uh, the budget re reconciliation process, which is not subject to the filibuster. So in the worst case scenario for him, since the Democrats now control the Senate, you know, this would go through. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, frankly, the, the, the person who was sort of most likely to defect from the Democrats on this is Joe Manchin. And Manchin came out the other day and said he wants a $4 trillion uh, <laughs> infrastructure program oh funny so, i so, called that so, this morning <laughs> yeah so so i don't so i don't think that uh that mansion is gonna buck this yeah. you know plus his constituents really need it right in west virginia so uh i don't yeah. think that he would that he's gonna buck it um so i think that this is gonna that this is gonna pass like, yeah it's, it's know, gonna pass and it's gonna pass in january i think yeah it'll go through it'll pass on budget on budget reconciliation if if there's no Republican support, but I think Biden is going to try really hard to get some bipartisan support for this. And I think, uh, given recent events, I think there may be a few Republicans who are a little more yeah. open to it. Just on the, you know, they might they may hold their nose on the kind of like uh, economic fundamentals of it, but I think for the purpose of showing yes unity, there may be a few people who are willing to yeah, go along I, with it. I uh, think it's pretty so, clear he's going to get this first one. I think the real yeah. battle will be the infrastructure bill. Um, 
Yeah. So I think this gets done. I think unemployment, unemployment is getting more painful. I mean, you just brought it up, right? Un, uh, seasonally adjusted. If you strip that away, more pain. The fact that people are burning through 10 months of unemployment and not finding work, scary. Um, so let's see what happens. Let's, let's wrap this one up because we've got a couple more exciting topics. 